Does everybody have their sermon notes for this morning? If you haven't, please just wave and uh, we'll make sure that you get copies of those. Now, I want to just take a moment to, to tell you some changes. Very soon, as well as your sermon notes, on the back of those, every week, will be announcements. Okay? That's where you will find your announcements, on the back of your sermon notes. We're also going to change the way that we do the monthly bulletin. Now, if, you're, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, every month we prepare a monthly calendar of things that are happening in the nations. And that's av- always available at the information desk. We're changing the format of that. It's going to fit on, onto an A5 sheet. And we're also going to make everything fit inside these filers. So your sermon notes, your bulletins, growth track notes, everything will now fit inside one of these filers. Now you can go to a stationery and you can pick these up. They're really quite common. But don't do that because if you walk out the door this morning and stop at the table, there'll be one of these ready for everybody to pick up. Okay? It's not Italian leather, so don't think that we're, <laughs> we're, we're spending oceans of money on these binders. It does have the nation's name and symbol embossed into the front cover. And if you want to, you can buy diary inserts and whatever. But it's somewhere where you can keep all your sermon notes, your bulletins, everything that we produce, we're going to put into this format. And as well as bringing your Bible to church, you can now bring your black filer and tuck it under your arm. So they'll be available at the table as you leave the service this morning. There's no charge for them because you've already paid for them. Okay? You give your tithes and offerings. The church uses that money to buy these things. So they're not really a gift. It's just a way of us blessing you with the donations and the gifts that you give to the church anyhow. So be sure to pick those up. And uh, if you're listening to this on podcast and you're missing this Sunday service then you'll have to come next week and pick one up. Okay? Praise God. By the way, if you do the growth track, you'll get one of these as well. Okay, so if you want to collect two... No, not really. Not really. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. You are amazing in every way. The more we get to know you, God, the more we realize how incredible you are. And we just want to thank you this morning for your goodness to our lives. The riches of your treasures that you pour out to us. God, we are rich with your goodness. We are overflowing with your mercies. We are blessed so abundantly. We give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory gives to you, God. For you are worthy. Amen. Amen. Just want to take 15 minutes before we close our service this morning. We have been talking about this question. Who is this man? We're talking about Jesus. And as I said last week and the week before, I don't want you to to know about him up in your brains. I want you to experience him for who he really is. And I want you to experience him in your hearts. This is what God wants. 
This is why God sent Jesus, so that we can know him. The Bible says that Jesus, the word of God, became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory. And I believe that it is one of the most powerful experiences we can have when Jesus becomes more than just a Bible character. He becomes more than just a baby that was born in a manger. He becomes more than just an innocent, perfect man that died on the cross. But he becomes our saviour and he becomes our Lord. And, and, and it is God's desire and my prayer that Jesus becomes so great to you that you fall in love with him. You know, the Bible says this in, in the book of Colossians chapter 2, for in him, in Christ Jesus, listen to this, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells within Jesus. All there is about God is in this man. Jesus. Wow, that's just mind-blowing. Everything about God is expressed in Jesus, the Son of Man. And you are complete in Him. And you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. Jesus Christ is everything he is everything. He is beginning and end. And guess what? He's everything in between. Let me say it this way. If you have Jesus as your Savior, as your Lord, you don't need anything else. Paul says, He is our everything. He is the means by which every need we have is met. Why? Because in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. Amen. This is why we need to know Jesus. You know, we take so much time Chasing, running after so many other things to satisfy us, to fill our lives, to bring contentment. You know, people today are in search of contentment. And, and they spend oceans of money. They spend so much time. They spend so much energy trying to find contentment in things in events, and it's, it's an empty cause because there is nothing that can fill us except Jesus Christ. Maybe this morning, my friend, that explains, that, that describes a little bit about your life. There is no contentment. You never feel satisfied. You're not satisfied with who you are. You're not satisfied with what you've got. My friend, there's one thing that you need. It isn't more entertainment. It isn't more money. It isn't a better job. It isn't a change of husband or wife. It is Jesus Christ. Because He is the fullness of God. And when we have Him, we have everything. Everything. Everything.
Paul says, godliness, with this contentment that comes through knowing Jesus, is great gain. And I would say this, when you have discovered who Jesus really is, and He has become your everything, you will say, like David said in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing that I have lack of. You won't go chasing after dreams that you dream of yourself. You won't follow the crowd who are, who are pursuing some, some utopia, some vapor of a dream. You won't want that. Because Jesus will become your all in all. He will become your everything. When you wake up in the morning, you'll say, praise God, because Jesus is my Lord. And you may have bills that you need to pay. You may have aches and pains in your bodies. You may have challenges that you're facing at work or in your family. But my friend, when you wake up with Jesus Christ as your Lord, the day is a good day. And it can only get better. Let's not chase after empty dreams. Let's not waste our days pursuing earthly dreams but let's pursue the king of kings and the lord of lords let's get to know him whom to know is life eternal i want to go through very quickly just some of the things that jesus said about himself you have them in your notes you've got some blanks to fill in some work to do but then you can take these notes home with the scriptures, and you can study them for yourself. Read at least the chapter that these verses come from. You'll notice that the first seven come from the Gospel of John. If you're a new Christian, even if you're an old Christian, like me, read the book of John. The Bible says that John was that disciple that rested his head on the bosom of Christ. He was probably one of those most intimately acquainted with Christ. And as you read his gospel, Jesus in all his beauty, in all his magnificence, in all his power, in all his compassion, John reveals this Jesus to us. And that's why most of these quotes are taken from the book of John. First one, John chapter 6, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He said, those who feed on me will never hunger and they will never thirst. You see, when we have Jesus living, dwelling on the inside of us, he satisfies. He satisfies the deepest yearn. You say, how can Jesus satisfy me? When there is so much that's lacking and so much that I need in my life, oh, my friend, get to know him. Get to know Jesus. Invite him to become your very, very, very best friend and feed off his goodness. He said, I'm the bread of life. Hey, McDonald's is not the bread of life. Kimchi is not the bread of life. Roast beef, roast turkey is not the bread of life. You eat it, it feels great for a little while, 
And then you need some more. Jesus is the one that satisfies. He fills us. He brings us contentment. His goodness is what brings us life, heavenly life. He said, I am the bread of life. If you feed of me, you'll never hunger. In John chapter 8, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Those that follow after me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. My friends, as Christians, as those who follow Jesus, there is no reason why there should be darkness in our life. If we experience darkness, it should be on the outside. There should be no reason why we have darkness in our heart. Darkness is a picture of sin. And the Bible says that if we confess our sin, God is faithful, He is just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There need be no darkness in our lives. No dark thoughts. No thinking about people, evil thoughts. No dark looks. You know, people say, oh, I gave them the evil eye. Yeah? Christians shouldn't be able to do that. It should be impossible for us as followers of Jesus, because He is the light of the world, it would be, should be impossible for us to give someone the evil eye. I don't even know how to do that. I wouldn't know what it looks like. We shouldn't, be, we shouldn't have dark deeds, secret deeds. The Bible says that men love darkness more than they love light because their deeds are evil. For those who have been born again, Jesus is not just the light of the world, he's the light of our light, our life. In John chapter 10, Jesus said, I am the door to the sheep. In other words, Jesus is saying, I am the one, I am the one that you go through to get into the safety of the sheepfold, into that place of security and that place of provision. Jesus said, it's through me. He is the access to God. He is the one that opens the way. My friend, it's great to pray. It's great to read your Bible. But those things are not the access into the presence of God. It is Jesus Himself, the living Word. The living Word. Living on the inside of us. He said, I'm the door of the sheep. I'm the way in which the sheep, those that follow after God... I am the way in which we find God. We need to know Jesus in order to know our way to God. In John chapter 10, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. If there's anything that this, this verse should speak to us about concerning Jesus, it should be his love for us. Being God, he didn't think it's something of robbery to be equal to him. And yet, he humbled himself, Philippians 2 says, and became obedient unto death. 
The reason that Jesus Christ died was not because he was a criminal. Jesus was not murdered. Some people will tell you that Jesus was murdered on a cross. Jesus says, you don't have the power to take my life. I have the power to lay it down so that I may take it up again. My friend, Jesus chose to die because he loved you and me. He was the good shepherd who laid down his life for us. That's how much he loves us. And he hasn't changed. He's still the good shepherd. The Bible says that he ever lives to make intercession for us. In John chapter 11, Jesus made this declaration. He said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet he shall live. The life that Jesus gives us is eternal, everlasting life. He died, but he was raised from the dead into newness of life. The Bible says Jesus will never ever die. He is as a man seated on the right hand of God, the Son of Man, and he will never again enter into death. My friend, that is the life that he gives us. Not just raised from the dead, but raised into newness of life. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, I want you to know this this morning. The life that you have, the life that you experience, is a heavenly life. We are partakers of that heavenly nature, that heavenly life. My goodness, that means that running through your veins right now is heavenly life. Holy life. Righteous life. You have the same life that Christ Jesus has. My friends, if if we could grasp hold of this truth, then Christ in us would be revealed to this world. We would bring that resurrection and that life to those who we come into contact with. My goodness, Jesus is our all in all. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. One of the most famous verses from the Bible. Jesus went on to say, no one, say that with me, no one, again, no one comes to the Father except through me. My friend, if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you're in a good place. Because here we preach Jesus as the Savior and Lord of mankind. But if you don't know Him, and and maybe you're searching to get right with God, there's something on the inside of you that you know you're not right with God. I beg with you, Do not search anywhere else, but look to Jesus, because in Him you will find the way, the only way. You will find the truth that will set you free, and you will find that abundant life. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life, Zoe, explosive life, dynamic life, Not just an existence, 
but explosive life, the real meaning of life, and that they may have it more abundantly. How do we find that? Oh, people are searching for that all over. But it's only to be found in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, Jesus said. In John chapter 15, Jesus said these words, I am I'm the true vine. My Father is the vine dresser. Listen to what he said. He who abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit, he goes on to say, and that fruit will remain forever. Jesus draws a picture of himself as a vine. And he says, you need to abide in me. Abide means to live, to stay, to remain, to be part of. He said, as long as you abide in me, as long as I am your everything, as long as I am the source of your life, then your life will bear much fruit. You see, Jesus has not saved us just to exist. Just to turn up on a Sunday morning at church service, sing a few songs, pray a few prayers, read a few Bible verses. Jesus has saved us so that we can ourselves bear fruit. What does that fruit look like? It's called the fruit of righteousness. The Bible says in Romans 8, that it is God's will that we be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. The fruit that we are to bear is Christ-likeness. My friend, this world needs to see Jesus. This world needs to be able to see Jesus in you and I. This world needs for us to be able to demonstrate the love and the power the saving grace, the forgiveness, the miracles, the joy, the peace, the rest that is only found in Jesus. I've said this many times. As followers of Jesus, we should stand out like a bright red light, as a beacon, as a lighthouse, shining the, the way for people to find Jesus. Don't be surprised if people come up to you at work and say, are you a Christian? Can you tell me what Christians are all about? Can you tell me how I can find God? Don't say, oh, well, you need to come and talk to pastor. Don't say that. I'd love to talk to your friends, but you do it. You bear much fruit. I don't have time to come to your workplace, but you do. That's where you're to be fruitful. That's where, when Christ is our all in all, where he is our everything, and when we abide in him, <coughs> we, we bear much fruit. How many of you are interested in being fruitful? <coughs> then this is God's word. Can I have a drink of water, please? Maybe Brian? Okay. If we want to be fruitful, we must know what it is to abide in Christ. The difference is, very often we visit him. 
we, we've, thank you, from behind. Bless you. Everybody say, God bless Justin. Going to miss that guy. You see, very often we, we, we visit Jesus. We call on him. We call in to see him. The Bible says, abide. Include him in everything. I have two cups of water. Look at this. The Bible says, <laughs> thank you. A man who's a minister of God is worthy of double reward. So, <laughs> scriptures come true, hey? We need to abide in him. We need to rest in him. We need to live in him. We need to draw from him. He needs to be our everything. Sometimes Jesus just becomes a convenience, a ticket to heaven. That's not where fruitful is. That's not where abundant life is. Make him your everything. It radically changes your life. Two more things and we'll close. In Revelation, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, Omega, the first and the last. The Bible says that Jesus, that we're to look unto him. That word look means to gaze. It doesn't just mean glance. It means behold, gaze, stare. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus is the first, and Jesus is the last. He is everything. He is from beginning to end. In fact, the Bible says he had no beginning. But as far as we're concerned, he is our first, and he will be our last. My friend, make him your everything. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18 says, Jesus said, I am he who lives. And if you're into shouting hallelujah or praise God or amen, that's a good place to do that, to know that Jesus is alive. He is alive. On one occasion, Jesus said, John chapter 14, because I go to the Father, the things that you have seen me do, you will do also and greater. Because I go to the Father. If Jesus had died, if we could go to, to Jerusalem right now and visit his tomb and see a mummified body there, our gospel would be worthless and hopeless. Jesus would be no different to any other character in any other religion. But Jesus died. God, the power of God, raised him from the dead. And if you didn't know this, I've got some good news for you. Jesus is very much alive today. Amen. He reigns on the throne at the right hand of the Father. The Bible says that he humbled himself, but God gave him a name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, not the name of anything else, every knee will bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Who is this man? I pray that as we're talking about this beautiful man, Jesus Christ, that he will be revealing himself to you as he really is. 
I said last week, I'll say it again now, you may have to erase something of what you have learnt that's not right concerning him. And let the truth settle in your heart. More than that, let it be the very life source of you. Let it be the very life source that knowing him is knowing life eternal. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And I pray right now that these words, these declarations of Jesus concerning himself, that they will become things that root deeply in our hearts and change us from the inside out. Lord Jesus, that you would become everything to us. Our all in all. That we would truly be able to say that in him we are complete. That there is nothing that we lack. There is nothing that we need. Because in Christ Jesus we are fulfilled. We are content. We have everything that we need. As we're praying together this morning, if you've come here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, now is your opportunity to change all of that and to change your life. It's the biggest decision that anybody ever makes. And I believe that Jesus has spoken himself to us and shown himself to you. And and if you're not a Christian and you say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus right here, right now. I say, Amen. I'm going to pray with you. And while every eye is closed, I just want you to do one thing. I want you to slip your hand up quickly into the air and then take it down again just to show me. Thank you. Just to show me that you want to pray this prayer with me and you want to give your life to Jesus. It is just the beginning of the most amazing adventure you will ever have. So if you say, I want to pray with you this morning. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want him to become my savior and I will make him my Lord, my master. I want you to pray with me, John. Just lift your hand up quickly. Thank you. Put it down again. Thank you. Down again. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, that you are showing us this morning who you really are. Anybody else? Praise your holy name. If you, pray, if you put your hand up right now, I want you to pray in your heart. Just pray these words to God after me. Say, Father God, this morning I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that you gave him as the greatest gift to me. Jesus, I thank you that you died. You carried the punishment of my sin. I repent of my sin this morning. I receive the forgiveness of God. I receive Jesus as my Savior. I receive Jesus as my Lord. I receive the gift of your Holy Spirit. And I will live my life for you from now on. Amen.